Hello, I'm Debs. And I'm Hannah, and welcome to The Write-Off, a podcast for the everyday writer. Even if you don't write every day. Whether you're hoping that what you're working on will one day be a Sunday Times bestseller, or you're simply putting words on the page for the pleasure of it, The Write-Off is a podcast for every writer on the journey. You might be squeezing your writing time in around multiple jobs or childcare, or even just around the ebbs and flows of your own enthusiasm. But we're here to say, us too. Welcome to episode four of series two of The Write-Off. Today's episode is called You Okay, Han? (laughs) (laughs) It is about catharsis in writing. So Aristotle introduced the theory that catharsis is the release of emotional tension after an overwhelming vicarious experience. So in that context, it's about the experience of the reader or audience member of what's being created. Um, I think it's that thing of, say you went to see Les Miserables and (laughs) you kind of really go through that tragedy, but the tragedy belongs to someone else to the point where when you leave the theatre, you feel better. Yeah. But I think that I have always interpreted it and I think that there is kind of now also seen as the experience of writing or creating something as an artist and using your own experiences to kind of like purge. Yeah, so having a cathartic experience by writing your way through something or creating something that expels. Exactly. But then I I suppose there isn't any other way to work as a writer is that I mean like even if you are writing about something that you don't have first-hand experience of you still are channeling yourself so there is no way to write from a from a totally new neutral stance as a writer because yeah you're always going to be channeling something and purging something even if you're not consciously aware of it yeah even if it's indirect but then like when you are writing, so that say, for example, the stories that you're working on at the moment, do you are you aware when you're writing them that there is an element of the cathartic in that for you? Or are the subject matters for the stories on the conscious level just things you want to explore? I mean, personally, I wouldn't say I directly purge through my writing. Usually when I need to actually offload something in a time of stress, which is, I think, how I envisage writing through catharsis is usually when I don't have time (laughs) it's like if I really am kind of going through something I can't just like run up to my desk and spill it out onto the page (laughs) I was imagining you in some sort of Victorian dress like running (laughs) to your house to grab your quill (laughs) I'd I'd love it if I could (laughs) um is that what you do Deb like writing is scheduled and planned Otherwise, I wouldn't fit it in. Um, so, I, But I also don't think that's really my style no. to write in that way. But what I would say, so we all go through difficult things in our lives. And on the page, there's a resolution. Yeah. Or a happy ending or, or whatever. And as a writer, we can control the way things end. Oh. So, yeah, in that, like in doing so, I'm resolving something in myself through my writing so is that catharsis oh that's really interesting isn't it because it doesn't really matter if it's direct or indirect 
you're just you're reach like you said you're reaching a conclusion you're reaching a resolution I think the original thought for this episode and the reason we called it you okay hun (laughs) (laughs) is the question of can you go too far what can you be indulgent basically I mean almost certainly right (laughs) but then who decides that was sort of talk about this a lot in general that there will always be someone who wants to hear that story or that that's very true who are we to make that judgment but what about from the writer's perspective are they doing damage to themselves by reliving a trauma for their art in the what I'm writing now I'm definitely like circling a few things that have relevance to my own life experiences I'm not writing about them directly but there are definite things that I'm touching on that are relevant to my past experiences I'm really really aware that I am not at liberty to just write directly about things that I've experienced because they involve people who you know still are alive (laughs) (laughs) so true and actually in in that case that that might help you remove slightly even from writing too deeply about a trauma for example because you have to change the names and faces yeah and I mean can you imagine anything worse than someone identifying themselves on the page of your book like and you know you do see like like disclaimers don't you it's like no this is a fictional I mean you see it more I suppose in film and television but it's like all of these characters are fictionalized. Uh, <laughs> I do have like anxiety about that because obviously you do kind of rob things and steal things from from life. And one of the characters in the manuscript I'm working on now, I did look at it the other day and think, oh, I wonder if it's sounding a bit like a so and so's life. And it's not meant. <laughs> it's not meant to. But I suppose there is like um, things just bleed in from what you are sort of picking up from your everyday definitely because where else would you get it from apart you know you do write what you know yeah Maya Angelou said there is no greater agony than bearing an untold story inside of you oh discuss (laughs) (laughs) so we're sort of joking and saying you okay hun but nobody who ever wrote a story I don't know. I just kind of feel like if you are compelled to write something down, it's because you have to. Do you know what I mean? And whether or not that's pure imagination or whether or not it's because you have to purge something, I think it's, it's all tied together. There can't be writing without an element of catharsis. Because otherwise you just wouldn't bother would you? <laughs> no you're that. right absolutely I guess in Maya Angelou's case she's literally telling her story um it has to be cathartic for the reader as well so that's kind of goal isn't it <laughs> is to share your feelings or share what you're going through or your trauma and actually make it work as a piece of writing so that it can be received in a way that can heal others I guess have you ever seen like an interviewer with with an author or a filmmaker ask if something's cathartic and you kind of think it's just because they're being nosy? <laughs> yeah, because 
does. Well, I mean, I definitely do find myself wondering if someone if someone's describing something and there is always a sense of like, mm, how do you how where's this come from? I think we are as human beings incredibly nosy. And so we kind of love it when someone makes themselves vulnerable or gives themselves or gives something of themselves for us to kind of like be like, crikey. (laughs) Because again, back to Aristotle, it kind of makes you feel good to um, experience someone else's tragedy. I I totally get that theory. Like you say, it's, it's kind of inherent within us to, to be nosy. I think it's why Wikipedia does so good. Like I definitely would, I think I I Wikipedia authors try and get a bit of their life story. Yeah. If you've been on a journey with someone through by reading their book, afterwards you're like, well, who the hell is this person and how have they done this? (laughs) (laughs) Do you write a journal? No. And I think, um, so over the years, like I have tried to write diaries, probably more when I was a kid than as an adult. But... um, I think for me, there was always something really glamorous about journaling or diary writing. And I'm quite fascinated by reading diaries or like letters and correspondence I'm fascinated by as well. Because I suppose there's something about like um, the private voice that is really appealing and kind of like sensational in some ways. Um, but as but I feel whenever I try to write something, I just feel so self-conscious. Yeah, and same. I think there is always that thing of like the ghost audience, um, which, you know, I talk about a lot. But like if I'm trying to write something, because I have in the past thought to myself, it might, you know, if you've experienced something and you think it might help me if I just write this down. And it's not for anyone but me. Um, yeah. But then even as I'm trying to write it, just in a, you know, just in a free form, neutral way, this is what happened to me today. There is another part of my brain. It's like sort of like a thing sitting on my shoulder going, I'd imagine if so-and-so read that. Or imagine if years from now, this is found in your drawer. I mean, who the hell is going to want to like put it out into the world? But um, so then I become self-conscious. And then when you become self-conscious, it becomes contrived. Totally. Yeah, I'm with you. There's also the kind of temptation to edit even the writing that no one's going to read. Yeah. And be self-critical of it, even though it's just for you. Be like, oh God, that looks terrible. If anyone ever read read that, not only are they going to know my innermost thoughts, they're also going to judge how bad the writing is because it's <laughs> because it's first draft. <laughs> But don't you think that that um, the sort of self-consciousness is actually true of all writing? I think um, I think it might have been Meg Mason who wrote Sorrow and Bliss. It's been interviewed a lot recently on various different podcasts and in media outlets because she's promoting Sorrow and Bliss at the moment. And she was sort of saying about how um, you need to write for long enough to move through the the first veneer the first layer of your writing psyche because you have to sort of like go completely into the zone and I was sort of thinking about that because I I guess I kind of felt a bit pissed off at first when I heard her say that because I was like well some of us only have half an hour (laughs) so you're saying that anything I do in the in half an hour is isn't going deep enough but if I've only got half an hour and I use it 
like yeah. efficiently and I'm not really like tapping into my proper creative voice um and then I got over myself and um and then I was thinking well actually I think maybe what she's alluding to is that period of self-consciousness when you write do you know what I mean when I say that yeah like um well you did warming up yeah yeah you kind of need to forget yourself in a way exactly you need and I think that's what she means isn't it like you have to go into this kind of like and it's it's going to sound really like pretentious, but you do have to almost go into another zone, like another like zone completely out and go somewhere else. And then I think when things happen to me in the writing process, like if I stumble over something or you kind of trip yourself up in some way, then that little bubble pops, and then the self consciousness starts to creep in again, where you're kind of overthinking what you're doing, or you start thinking about, yeah. So, so maybe when that happens, that's when you know you need a break. Yeah. But then what if you both, like, I don't know. It's like, obviously we are constantly talking about time limitations for writing. And so I just kind of have to use the time that I've got. And I'm definitely at the moment, all words count, all words count. And yeah. I'm just literally chasing that word count like a maniac. And I don't really have, I don't really have the time to ask myself whether or not whatever period of time it is that I've been writing for, whether I've got into the zone. Sometimes Mm -hmm. I will have done without knowing it, but most of the time I think I'm not. I think I'm just trying to get words down on the page and hope that some of them, when edited, will be all right. Also, you can just trip yourself up by being too self-conscious about that kind of rule. I mean, does it all feed into this, like, there's no right or wrong way to be... A writer at the end of the day if you're turning up and you're sitting at your desk and you are moving your plot forward well isn't that just being a good writer (laughs) it's definitely being a writer writer. (laughs) (laughs) maybe with like um journaling and diary writing that's where you can kind of if you're not gonna if your actual writing is not gonna be verbatim catharsis where you can't actually say this person made me feel like this. You're not going to put that into your fiction necessarily, but maybe that's where like journaling and diary writing offers an outlet for that maybe more slightly self-indulgent side of ourselves. Um, yeah. And then you tone it down. That's exactly it. You tone it down. Or I also don't write a diary, but I can see the benefits where you could use it as a way of purging. Yeah. As and when. And kind of think, well, most of this is driven by pure emotion rather than, but, you know, thinking of it in terms of whether it fits in well structurally and, you know, whether you use the right words or you've used the right tone, you're just kind of going for it. But I, I can imagine it would be useful from the perspective of a fictional writer if you could then dip back into that and go, well, how did I feel when that happened? yeah and then of course I mean we're talking about fiction because people write autobiographies and then it'd be really really useful (laughs) yeah autobiographies are like a different world altogether aren't they there's a reason we like autobiographies you want a little window yeah catharsis as the reader or viewer in that you you experience someone else's pain (laughs) 
and then feel better about yourself that is you know it sounds awful doesn't it but that is the um it's so true but it's that whole there but by the grace of god go i thing isn't it it's like yeah we all just want to be all right don't we and there is something life-affirming I suppose where like you can experience something vicariously you can experience something vicariously and then walk away from it exactly experiencing vicariously in a way that might just make you feel a bit like well you know I might have this going on but at least I don't have that going on but then don't you think as well by writing about things and I know that we have discussed in the past like whether or not you have the authority to write about something if you don't have a first-hand experience of something but if you want to tell a story then again that is you vicariously experiencing something as the storyteller isn't it that's so true if you explore a theme or an event as a storyteller you are you're delving into something that you're interested in or you know um piques your curiosity or you want to dip your toe into it because that's what you're doing as a writer isn't it you're like you are living vicariously by writing that story so to conclude hannah did you know cathartic as a noun yeah is the name of a laxative (laughs) which sums it up for me I would say as a writer sometimes it's about offloading some difficult pent-up shit (laughs) (laughs) that's a very good name for a laxative it really is (laughs) (laughs) well I've enjoyed this chat Deb I've enjoyed offloading offloading Um, our shit we hope you're all okay Hans (laughs) and hope that you're benefiting from catharsis in its many forms yeah let it all out guys just let it out (laughs) so deb what is the next episode going to be about the next episode is about notions do we have notions of what it is to be a writer oh i think that's going to be an interesting one well i look forward to that chat hannah and good luck with your writing good luck with your writing everyone If you have enjoyed today's episode, then please do subscribe, rate and review us. It helps people to find us and every listen and download to our little podcast really does make a difference and we really do appreciate it.